0: Welcome to It's Become a Whole Thing, a podcast that takes a highbrow look at the lowbrow trash we love. I'm your host, Emily Rose, and each week we'll tap into the cultural zeitgeist by looking at the best and worst moments of TV history, because here we contain multitudes and read between the lines. Join me. Well, hello everybody, and welcome back to the It's Become a Whole Thing podcast where we recap the best and worst moments in television history. I'm your host, Emily Rose, and how are you, my sweet, sweet little trolls? How are you doing? How is everybody's week so far? Uh, I'm doing pretty well this week. I'm feeling pretty decent. Um, I've been thinking a lot about parasocial relationships. Um, The thing that that set it off, if you hadn't seen the news, was Dave Hollis sadly passed away last week. He's the ex-husband of Rachel Hollis, and... I immediately reached out to Molly McPherson and we just started talking about it just back and forth on our own because we've both together chatted about the Hollises. We've both put out content on every platform in the past. uh, Our content about them has been pretty tongue-in-cheek, pretty critical of their empire. And we needed to debrief about what a parasocial relationship means in the wake of this type of tragedy. Um, And in these moments, it really makes you think about how bizarre it is that many of our innermost thoughts are recorded on the internet. I mean, it's like it comes up in Google searches, um, you know, both of our videos and um, the episodes we've recorded together about it. So we actually re-recorded a new episode that's going to be out on her podcast. Actually, it's going to be out today just talking about what it means to have a one-sided relationship with public figures ultimately that's you know the most simple definition of a parasocial relationship is the one-sided relationship that we have with a celebrity or politician just a person in the public eye who we know about them we know all about their lives we we know about their morning routine we know all these things about them and they don't know that we exist and the weirdest thing to think is like, technically, I guess you have a parasocial relationship with me. Like, I'm not saying like, obviously, I'm not like a celebrity, but like, you know, technically, I'm using air quotes right now. You can't see me. Like, I don't know about you, but like, I just like, I wish there was um some hybrid definition. I just need you guys to know that I think about you guys so much and i wish you well so much like i really honestly take time out of my day a lot uh and i send my little thoughts into the ether just hoping that it reaches you that you're doing well um i don't know i guess i'm sappy because someone asked me a few days ago like how i'm handling the february blues and i was like i i guess i'm i'm not sad this february for the first february in a while um and this community plays a big part of that i don't i'm feeling cheesy okay like shocking right you know what else is new um this is like this is the great irony of people describing scorpios as basically axe murderers because most of us are just really drowning in our own feelings um and those feelings are aimed at you guys this week um uh, just a long roundabout way to say uh i love you guys uh, if you're interested in hearing that conversation with Molly, uh, I'll link in the show notes. The the podcast is called Indestructible PR. I mean, she's the expert. I've said this before, and I'll say it again. If people like Molly want to sit down and share our thoughts as like as peers, I'm like, I guess, uh, I guess I'm doing something right. I was about to say, I guess I've tricked her into thinking I know things. <laughs> uh but no i she's so great Uh, i was about to say she's an esteemed colleague this is what happens when speaking of parasocial relationships you like work from home and a lot of your job is just talking to yourself into a screen i think of fellow content creators as like my little coworkers in my mind um yeah i mean this is why my therapist says that i have a very vivid imagination but that's neither here nor there okay let's get right into it so the episode today essentially this is a 19 kids and counting recap like for all intents and purposes it's a a recap of the first time that we ever saw the Duggars at the time it was a one hour special called 14 kids and pregnant again I'm just lumping it all under the category of 19 kids and counting aka you know it's a deep dive into the Duggars and a uh, big content warning throughout the episode. It's heavy. If you've kept up at all with them, um, you know, like, we have to get into it. Probably in, like, the heaviest where are they now that we might ever do. And that's saying a lot coming off the heels of freaking Tequila Tequila episode last week. But, yeah, a lot of it... Um, towards the end, we get into child sexual abuse. We mentioned beheading at the beginning. Like it's just, it's a heavy episode in a lot of ways. Of uh, you know me and Sammy, like, um, it's not all heaviness, but yeah, that's a heads up. And then next week, next week will be the total opposite. Kelly Williams of Beyond the Blinds, aka Laguna Beach, will be here to recap Laguna Beach with me. So that's just like. We're coming up from the depths next week into uh, a wonderful show about nothing and everything. Uh, Okay. I need to confess, actually. I've never seen Laguna Beach. Um, And so I've started watching it to prepare for our recording. But, I mean, Kelly Williams, she's Laguna Beach. like She's like a Laguna Beach historian. So she's going to walk me through it. Um, The Patreon comes out every week. It's $5 a month. And okay, can I say this? I'm really proud of last week's episode. It's a very nuanced layered episode about blind items. So it's about the history of them. We do a deep dive into Enti Lawyer of Crazy Days and Nights and De Moi. And also like basically the importance of blind items and the many, many issues I have with them, specifically with NT Lawyer. I've had these thoughts that I wanted to get off my chest for a while a uh, TikTok is not ready for them or maybe they are but I just don't really want to handle the backlash with that so that was on Patreon last week um and you know I'm just going to get right into it so you know insert all of my little self promo things about liking the podcast I've I'm coming out blah, blah blah um yeah whatever you know what it is <laughs> without further ado let's get into today's episode Okay, welcome back. We got Sammy P. Hello.
1: Hey, girl. Hey, how you doing?
0: Hey, girl. Hey, hey mama. Hey, girl, boss queen. Hey,
1: sexy mama. (laughs) Hey,
0: mama. Hey, mamas. I never get tired of those spoof (laughs) videos of the MLM girlies. (laughs) I wish somebody would
1: hey, mama me, but it never happens.
0: I've never been recruited for an MLM, and I'm a little bit salty. I'm like, am I? I'm hurt. I'm a girl boss. What, you don't think I'd be worth it for your team?
1: Yeah, that hurts. Like, you don't think that I am appealing enough to hawk any products? Like, you don't think I have the network? All right. All right. Fair. No, I had someone try to sell me their diet
0: shakes that they were selling through their MLM, but not to join in on the pyramid. So I'm like, okay. So rude. Yeah. Um, Speaking of rites of passage, um, I had something happen to me this week that I've been like kind of waiting for it to happen since I've been an online person. So like I was like, as long as I'm here and I'm putting out content, like I'm going to get a death threat at some point. Like it's just going to happen. And like not to trivialize it, but I was just like, it happens to everyone if they're in (laughs) any level of public eye um, long enough. So it happened this week. Um, (laughs) Someone on Instagram, they said go die you fat fuck and the (laughs) yeah oh my god I'm sorry to laugh I'm shocked no I know I I actually (laughs) did laugh because it was on a more controversial video of mine where um the topic was me saying drag race is now going from 60 minute to 90 minute formats (laughs) oh my god
1: I don't know. Like, if you don't laugh, what can, what can I know, you do? <laughs> but of all the
0: content I put out, I do have some hot takes sometimes, but this was <laughs> not, this was a pretty neutral video. It was a, more of a statement. This is a little news update. So,
1: <laughs> well, the first time I got my, probably not my first death threat, but one that pops to mind is when I was working at Rogers uh Video and Cable Systems back in the day. And someone came in and said, I'm going to chop your fucking head off because you guys are blood vermin and I hate this company and I'm going to literally saw your head off. I was like, oh, damn. OK, like, honestly, I feel you. This company is fucked. Like Rogers, the telecommunication giant that eats up everyone in Canada is not a good company. But like saw my head off. Like, sir, that sir hurts.
0: that's very specific. I know. Ugh." um should we get into today yeah so today we are gonna talk about the predecessor to 19 kids and counting um it had a couple iterations such as 18 kids and counting and 17 kids and counting but this was before (laughs) that this was 14 kids and still pregnant (laughs) um yeah So I'm going to treat this as if it's 19 kids and counting. So this was a one hour special, but I'm going to like lump it all in together as like we're going to a place of Duggar family today. Um, I got to ask, what's your experience with the show?
1: Yeah, so I hadn't watched it until today when I watched the special. Like I I was aware of them from like supermarket tabloids and stuff. But uh, from watching this, I was like, okay, like it's presented very positively, this other lifestyle. Like it almost came across as like refreshing and like admirable, like the way they were living. Like, I was like, wow, I found myself saying, I wish I'd learned these things in school instead of what I did learn. Like, I wish I was being taught about taxes and construction and things that are really useful. Um, And they kind of gloss over the like oppressiveness and like, you know, they make it seem wholesome, not like controlling and frightening.
0: Yeah. I had full body chills watching this whole thing because I used to watch 19 Kids and Counting. I basically just used to watch whatever was on TLC, like any shows like this. There's just endless versions of them. Um you know, John and Kate Plus 8, which
1: by the way that would be a good show to cover at some point. Um Yeah, I was more into like my 500 pound life and I would just watch it and like weep and like love the characters on it. But I never really liked kids, so I didn't watch any of the ones with like a bunch of fucking kids running around. I was like, gross. (laughs)
0: Hey, fair. Look, Um, I I don't know. Yeah, we just watched whatever the TLC or the Learning Channel had to offer. Wow, they strayed so far from the light of their original (laughs) name. Um, Yeah, so I just watched it back in the day. And I just didn't think much of it. But since then, I've kept up with the news of the family, which we are definitely going to get into. Um, And so just like seeing everything in that light, I was so, so taken aback. And it was almost hard to watch for me. Really? Well, because it's so dark, what was going on in that house, but it's presented. It was almost had like a Mr. Bean soundtrack. It was like, dum-dum-dum-dum-dum-dum. Ladies and gentlemen, meet the Duggars. And the kids are going into the kitchen and making some cereal. Like it was just all so joyful and happy. But then because of keeping up, like the stuff that went down was happening like at this time in this house. Yeah. So it's just like that layer to it. And I think also because like we've spent so much time on this podcast, like, looking at how we treated topics in the 2000s in terms of body image, uh, dating, all these different things, but we haven't looked at how cults were treated in the early 2000s. And so it was just this whole new world of thinking for me of how many basically like cult-like people, this is just a straight up cult, um, we were presented in this super fun, silly, whimsical way.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's definitely one of those like, cults that are like it's a religion is it a cult like where is it just an extreme religion it's definitely not cool what's going on (laughs) like (laughs) yeah um but it's like not that different than like a lot of fundamentalists like baptists and like whatever this quiverful i don't know like anyone who's like pro having as many kids as they get like it gets a little messy like what's a cult and what's not but it is like definitely fucked up the group that they are a part of because looking at the timeline like like jumping ahead we're going to discuss this but like the allegations against josh
0: hold on just a big content warning for this whole show um of like sexual abuse incest yeah yeah it's rough so yeah
1: anyway Yeah, sorry, go on. So yeah, so the special was filmed when Josh was 16, and the allegations of him molesting his sisters that are documented was when he was 14. Like, that was when he confessed and steps were taken to address this within their church, within their family. So they know that that happened already. Everybody knows at the time that this is filmed. Like, it wasn't like a secret that they found out later. They all know, which is, yeah, very dark.
0: Yeah, I want to put a pin in there because there's going to be a lot said about it. And I'm also going to get more into why I'm calling it a cult with that certainty behind it. I'll, I'll talk more about that. Um, but first, <laughs> we've gotten ahead of ourselves. I just want to orient us in the time and place of this show. Uh, so this show premiered on September 6, 2004. So George Bush was president. Crash came out, which <laughs> would not be made today. (laughs) Sweat the Oscars. (laughs) The Oscars ate it up. They were like, this is the most incredible thing we've ever seen. We and I mean honestly actually the Oscars is still on its white saviorism kick. That hasn't actually changed all that much. Um but you couldn't be as blatant as crash. Um speaking of like blatant live strong bracelets were all the rage. Everyone had to have one. Where was the money going? We don't know. Um, and the, it was a simpler time when flash mob was added to the Oxford English Dictionary. <laughs> and people were still doing that. But the Oxford English Dictionary seemed salty about it because they noted that it was an unusual and pointless act. So I feel <laughs> like they did it under duress. Um, <laughs> the top Billboard songs of the week, Call on Me by Eric Prids Breeds. i don't. sorry. I don't Brides. know how to pronounce Prides. P R Y D Z. So I don't know. Sorry. Um, <laughs> piece, pieces of Me by Ashley Simpson. She will be loved
1: by Maroon Five. And My Happy Ending by Avril Lavigne. Oh my God! My Happy Ending is such a good song. Wow! I got to put that on my karaoke
0: shortlist. Every time I look up the Billboard songs of the week, I have that reaction at least once or twice, where I'm like, "Yes, I'm so glad I remember this song exists." Yeah, I know Avril. Avril's great. <laughs> She is, and she's not Melissa, guys, but that's just for another day. That's my (laughs) take on that. Uh, (laughs) Okay, so the show, at its most popular, it was very popular. Um, It had 2.3 million viewers per episode at its height, and also at their height, the Duggars were paid somewhere between $25,000 and $45,000 per episode, so... Like, per person each? No, no, like, the family. And actually, so the whole per person thing is interesting. So for a long time, they were classifying it as a documentary. And people were saying that they did that because they didn't have to follow child labor laws. The rules don't apply in the same way to documentaries. Then it was like an official show. But investigators found out that they didn't have permits for employing minors under 16. But Jim Bob just said filming isn't work. (laughs) So they just somehow got away with it. They never had permits for these kids. They were just putting them to work. Um, and so this was just like family, a.k.a. like I'm sure just the parents. Um, and who knows how much the kids were getting paid. I don't like I the don't... older kids should have been paid for this. I think they were. Yeah, they were paid in. Uh, in a, a trust, you know, in a strong I was going to say a strong work ethic and like trauma. I think <laughs> that's how they were probably paid. I'm guessing. I don't know. I don't that actually would be worth looking into. But I, I don't know if any of them have spoken out. the only
1: reason that like came to mind is because when i was researching i saw that like jessa was heavily criticized for just asking for gifts from her fans when she got married she was like anyone can send me like walmart gift cards target gift cards like you guys can send gifts off my amazon wishlist like whatever you guys think like it's all good like we'll accept them happily it's like babe (laughs) we're broke (laughs) but then i'm like fuck what if she's
0: broke well but like but also part of why she was getting in trouble is because they were supposed to be these stoic people that's part of their whole cult religion asking for shit yeah not asking for things and not indulging in frivolous things and unnecessary stuff so that was another thing like they weren't really supposed to be doing that in their regular life anyway so yeah (laughs) i love a trashy like public wedding uh registry wedding registry just like a lincoln bio wedding registry love that Um, It's so audacious. (laughs) No, I know. I like respect. It's like, it's not classy, but
1: it's like, I don't care. I want cute things from Amazon. Um, (laughs) I know. It's like, you'll get at least some stuff. Like, yes, you will be publicly shamed, but like, how many Target gift cards will come in the mail before that?
0: (laughs) Exactly. You will be able to go on a little shopping trip. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so the family's based in arkansas and as anyone who's tuned into the show knows every kid has a j name just like their patriarch jim bob uh, i'm not going to name all their names because it's just it's like a no whatever.
1: need but there's like a jedediah and a jebediah and a jeremiah there's a yeah. lot of similar names
0: it's like the kardashians but just more religious um yeah so okay they're religion. I'm gonna call it. I'm saying this in quotations. Um technically they're you could call them independent Baptists or Institute and in Basic Life Principles, which is this organization that was started by a minister Bill Gothard in 1961. It actually fell apart in 2014 because he was accused um of abuse by over 30 women in his congregation. And it is very similar to a lot of um, fundamentalist Christian sex but the difference is that there were a lot of very very specific rules and there was only a couple thousand of them at the time and so they were saying like great like one of our people has a show like and the show is pretty well received like this is great press um they distanced themselves from being labeled as part of the quiverful movement which is just another flavor of their cult but it seems that they were part of that um They didn't want to, like, be labeled as too aggressive, too, you know, uh, tyrannical, I guess. They're like, we're not quiverful. Um, We just love the quiverful movement and have written many blog posts about it before we had a show. Um, But (laughs) never you mind. Um, So part of this cult was that obviously they don't believe in birth control, clearly. Um, It involves homeschooling. No access to shows or movies are extremely limited and with the parents there um (laughs) no shorts tank top skirts above the knee like women had to keep their hair long men had to be clean shaven short hair um they just wouldn't go to the beach or any public swimming areas because quote unquote for michelle because it's just too hard for the guys to keep their eyes averted in those situations like okay michelle um and then they had chaperone courtship which was something that you had to go to the dad first to even ask if you could start courting and then it had to be with the family members there um so yeah um and so they were building this house in the middle of getting like their first little bit of fame they built this seven thousand square foot home and it was Finished by a mix of the Discovery Network and local volunteers, which I'm like, what? <laughs> it's like a little touch of Amish
1: kind of vibes. Well, I mean, on the show that we watched, we literally saw the children hauling lumber in and holding it
0: up. Yeah, the children it. don't don't have any choice. They said it was finished partly by local Arkansas construction workers donating their time. I'm like, why the fuck would they donate their time to build someone's so house spare who has a show? The
1: children the labor? <laughs> <laughs> Those i don't know Kids were fucking tired <laughs> my my impression was it was kind of like amish barn raising kind of vibes but it is yeah and that's what and that's what they said they get everyone from their weird communities to help out and like but the kids did a fair amount of the labor and i just want to give them the hats off for that <laughs> oh the kids were working and there's actually
0: okay <laughs> there's also something really sinister about the layout of the house which i want to save this for when we get into josh later on but let's just like get into the show so we start off it's very fun and quirky we got the whimsical soundtrack playing um and the narrator's like presenting the family and one of the first things that they say is from one of the girls who says the hardest thing about our lifestyle is that our house only has two bathrooms i'm like oh babe it made me so sad all right i'm gonna stop being sad about everything in this episode i was just like okay I mean that actually well, would that be hard sad yeah well I guess well, the, that's bathroom's the, the least of it but yeah yeah it <laughs> is sad yeah
1: can you imagine waiting <laughs> in a line for the bathroom like I cry no that actually, it's funny because what's sad is having to go on every date and having your family present and how like weird and confusing that must be like while you're like having all these feelings and like the way that they like oppressively control their sexuality is by far the saddest part but yes, the bathroom thing is also sad.
0: Yeah. And like, if you have to ask the dad to court, like, do you have a discussion with the lady first? Or can a guy just see the gal from afar and be like, I'm just going to go right to the dad, like not even ask the girl if she wants to court?
1: Yeah. Oh, the boy would never be asking the girl. The dad would maybe be like, is it okay for me to give that your number to this boy? But the dad's going to make the final decision. Like, it sounds like there was a lot of negotiating that just happened between the boys and the dad for all of these ladies' husbands to be.
0: Well, I'm I imagine that for some of them, like they're at church, they're like suddenly their Bible studies are like getting like a touch flirty. They're like, oh wait, like better go ask dad if we can court. Like this is having court vibe. It's giving it's giving courting. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> Maybe, but I think in some of the cases that they really didn't get to talk much at all. Like just kind of seeing each other, like in the church parking lot or like at the Walgreens <laughs> and then they were like okay I'm gonna ask yeah
0: they're like I'm gonna ask the brunette with the like slightly longer bangs <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah totally Because they're all like they all have to kind of dress the same have the same hair um but one of them stands out like I must say clearly Ooh. Jessa is the beauty queen of the family <laughs> okay yeah like Jessa's just, just a star yeah she's just head and shoulders above the rest like she's the crown jewel what can i say she has that star quality she has the if factor yeah we stand, jessa we i don't think her personality actually has the if factor but she is pretty and the rest of them are a little plain and that's just what happens when you're in one of these weird cults yeah You don't play to your strengths Yeah, (laughs) I Oh, nobody if I wasn't allowed makeup or hair dye, God, nobody would turn their head for me. I'd be uncorded. I'd be their oldest sibling still living at home. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know.
0: My delusional self was telling me that like my personality would shine. Uh, Maybe. You know what? I
1: think you would be a dutiful little sister for for a while.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I'm always shocked that I haven't been inducted into a cult with my past naivete so if i was in this system i feel like i i would definitely be like you know fully believing but i'd have i'd sell my little sparkle that's just
1: (laughs) oh okay anyway sorry back to the timeline yeah this is this is not about me um okay (laughs) then we get into once again so
0: whimsically presented this silly little thing that they have where the parents don't raise them
1: (laughs) called the buddy system (laughs) Do you want to talk about the buddy system? Um, Sure. I mean, everybody gets a buddy. Your first buddy is your mom. And then when you're old enough to stand, you get a different buddy. That's one of your siblings. When you're done weaning, you're right. handed off. You're paired with a buddy. Yeah. I think it's actually, I think it is a good system. There's a reason it's a classic. Sam, what? Well, they're basically running a daycare. And I think it's great in a daycare to have a buddy system because someone's got to notice when someone sneaks off. <laughs> okay you're getting
0: fooled by the name like their parents are another sibling who's like they're two and their sibling is like seven that's what in a lot of these cases that's what it is
1: they're like once you once you don't need a buddy they're just handling the basic logistics like does your little buddy have two socks on does your little buddy have their backpack with them just like
0: that. i'm gooped right now just the (laughs) logistics okay I wrote down everything that the buddy has to do for their little buddy Okay, okay let's hear it okay get dressed brush your teeth give them breakfast make sure they have all their meals help with schoolwork, help them learn an instrument keep track of them when they're out and about and then pick them up and help them out when they fall
1: so everything I'm pro putting kids to work. That's the untapped labor market that we need to be. What at. is happening,
0: Sam? Are you playing the long game? And have you been like a fundamentalist, independent Baptist this whole time? And you've just like been waiting this whole time. Like, okay,
1: <laughs> just obviously not. I don't even like children. As I said
0: before. Okay, but are you just are you saying, like, if there's 19, like, yeah, pair them up? Or like, yes,
1: yeah, uh. 19 kids you're in pure survival mode and i have to say she's running a tight fucking ship over there and i enjoyed watching her organization at this (laughs) oh
0: this is where you're like virgo rising was like wow look at that pantry like damn oh it was it was nice yeah no they actually for how many people are in that house their level of organization is pretty incredible like and the level of discipline these little toddlers have is like
1: uh terrifyingly impressive yeah like I think that there's somewhere in the middle where like maybe kids should be taught some responsibility more than what like I was taught for example (laughs) like I couldn't chop a vegetable till I was like 23 (laughs) but um less than having a toddler being fully responsible for another toddler's life like I, you know there, there exists somewhere in the middle there that's good
0: <laughs> yeah no <laughs> there's a great area where like you could be taught how to do your laundry but you're not yeah. like you don't have to go to like the bad kid praying closet if you don't haul
1: enough lumber that day you know <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> but I'm just I'm just being honest with the fact that I would be in that bad kid praying closet all the time because I was a bad kid and like I looked at these kids and was very impressed by their discipline and what they were able to do and like I was like wow they're all doing their part to make this work to make this happen like no one's out of line no one's fucking up for this for everybody
0: (laughs) yeah I need to admit to the listeners I was a goody two-shoes um I don't remember it this way, but I've been told by fellow classmates, I was just like, I just thought you had to follow all the rules. Um, I always think about when you told me when you told me that like your mom would have like a three strike rule. So you'd be like, fuck you. That's one strike and then just run away and then be
1: like, Well, I'm not gonna get to three strikes. No, strike. except I would say fuck you twice. <laughs> Cause I knew I had <laughs> at least two. <laughs> I knew as soon as they said, That's one, I had one more bad thing I could do. <laughs> you were like <laughs> I was like the devil. Like, I was like, and that's why I'm like, I'm not fucking risking it. Like, I will not bring another me into this world. <laughs> oh my God. I, okay, we
0: had our report cards in a little plastic Ziploc, and you'd have to open it to see what's in the report card. And they're like, don't open it until you get home and give it to your parents. So I wouldn't. And everyone would go into the schoolyard and open it like sneakily. And I just watched them. I'm like, silently, I'm like, they said don't open it. Like, you have to give it to your parents <laughs> without opening it. Like, why are they opening it? I just. <laughs> Uh, well, Emily Duggar, I think you would make an excellent addition. <laughs> also, you know that I love hauling heavy things around. So I think I would be good at building a house too. I think so too, little guy. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I'm still, still swinging my kettlebell around. I haven't lost my <laughs> current fixation. <laughs> Swing <laughs> that thing around. Um, okay. <laughs> so they ba- wrap up the buddy system by saying that Jim Bob's buddy is michelle she takes care of him um and michelle reserves the privilege of being everyone's first buddy but just
1: until they're off the tit like then they're out and by then she's got another fucking bun in the oven
0: that's it that's what they said um then they go on a shopping trip did you enjoy seeing the organization of the shopping trip and the pantry
1: well you know It stressed me out to see how much food they needed to bring into the home to keep these mouths fed. Like, that is a stressful amount of food. And it was so funny seeing the grocery prices of 2004. I was like, five enormous overflowing carts filled with food came to $828. I was like, bitch, try (laughs) 8000 Now that'll get you a couple oranges, maybe some milk and
0: like a... (laughs) you know, butter. (laughs) Now that would be two cards, I feel.
1: Not five.
0: Yeah. Not five. Yeah. And five, like, highly organized, like, Tetris. You know, like, they have their little, like, system. They're so efficient. They're
1: packed perfectly. Yeah. Fills up a whole van. I wonder if they could have done this if the cost of living crisis was what it is now at the time when they started their family. Maybe they would have found a way to make more money, but, like, like, how did they get enough money for this? It's kind of strange. Like, it's like a, they explain it a bit, right? They said they have a real estate business and an a used car business.
0: Yeah. And they buy used. Um, but what are the people that are part of this that don't have a show? What do they do? They just have to have an incredibly successful business
1: that can support 20 people. I don't get it. But it, their business is so hands off. Like, they're with the kids all day, especially Michelle. Like, she's. She's obviously she's there all fucking day, but like it seemed like Jim Bob was there a lot too. Like they're not selling houses. But like they've got some kind of income streams. I understand that, but still it wasn't quite adding up for me.
0: Yeah. I mean, if any listeners like know more about the ins and outs of this, I would love to hear about it. Like, send me like a DM on Instagram. But like I know, okay, like I know in the Orthodox Jewish community, which is like a Jewish equivalent to the like fundamentalist sect, like they have a lot of free services so like they have it's almost like an ambulance but it's like these people who you just call them if you need anything like you have a flat tire like you locked yourself out anything like that you would call a specialist for like you call them and they come and they help you and it's free and that's just like the community yeah no and and the community just like has all these things because like they're super insular so they make that happen but i don't know so i'm just wondering if they have like something similar like how
1: Yeah, I mean, they kind of the only like social connection we really got to see in this special was that other weird family that Mm -hmm. they're like other Jim and his family and how like they have the same religion. So like, we're like close with them and we do our church together. They have their own mini church um, together, but it didn't seem like they had many friends outside of the house.
0: No, they've got enough (laughs) friends in their little commune no but um okay I saw a lot of articles where in the aughts they were talking about how proud they are to be debt-free and then one article was like they were debt-free until Josh's scandal um and then I was like what are their finances now I would kill to know but
1: no one's talked about that I'm sure they don't want to get into it but no they're not going to say how much they spent on their disgusting son's defense there's disgusting son's defense
0: and they're remaining however many freaking kids are still in their house right much less income and probably like even if you want to be a real estate agent if you're like so disgraced in such a public way then i imagine that business must be suffering
1: yeah i think that they had their real estate license but they used it more for like flipping and stuff not so much like pounding the pavement and selling houses but but I'm just talking about like, even if you're
0: flipping, like just, I just feel like they would be a little radioactive. I don't know,
1: like in any business dealings. People pity though. People pity the parents and family of people who have like done something horrible. Like it, it maybe it's not so bad. Even the ones who like defended their son. Well, okay. Once again, getting ahead of myself.
0: We'll get to that. Um. Yeah. I'm interested. Okay. If there are any listeners from Arkansas, because that's where they're from like what is the vibe is this like a common thing that you see out and about like i'm asking because like when i lived in bc like there's a lot of um like dukebores that you see they're kind of like similar to sort of similar to like mennonites i'm just wondering mennonites too but yeah i'm just saying like they're like at you know most farmers markets like you know they sell the best chickens (laughs) for eaten um but I'm just wondering, like, temperature check in Arkansas, like, is this something that you just see a lot? And, like, are people down? Like, are they? I don't know. I'm just curious. What's up with Arkansas?
1: Yeah. It'd be cool, cool if we had Arkansas listeners. What if Bill Clinton himself listened to this pod? The most famous Arkansas. Hey, Bill. What? Alum. <laughs> <laughs> well, I actually checked
0: um, and... I think there's, like, at least one in almost every state. Like, there was, like, one North Dakota listener, and I was like, yes, like, <laughs> the least populated state. Love that. If you're you listening... Are one North Dakota listener? Thank you. I'm obsessed with you. Thank you for being here. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, so, anyhow, um, sound off. Arkansasians? Arkansasians? Okay, anyway. All right, let's get it going here. Okay wow sorry just a little little glitch in the matrix okay so now (laughs) we move on to chores or aka what they call jurisdictions um (laughs) i forgot that yeah That's that's great i had to write it out i wouldn't have remembered they're like we have jurisdictions like everyone has their own jurisdictions and they're listing it off
1: and it's like they're each responsible for like multiple rooms many yeah, Complex I tasks. know. I was like, how does the math on this add up? Like, if you've got 14 kids in a tiny ass house, how come every kid is like scrubbing a bathroom? Like, I gasped when Jessa said one of hers was the boy's toilet. She has to scrub the boy's toilet. I was like, the boys should be scrubbing their toilet. Are you kidding me? She said, I think it's fun to help. Well, maybe not some
0: things. Like, I don't love scrubbing around the boy's toilet. I'm like, oh, yeah, <laughs> no kidding. It's
1: like, That is sick of you, Michelle. Come on. The girls do not have to scrub their brother's poop. That is not right. No, I know. And like one of the boys who seemed like about seven, he
0: was like, yeah, I have my parents room, like a bathroom, a laundry room. Like they were all listing off so many rooms. I was like, what? Like, are they just getting like clean twice a day with a toothbrush?
1: What's happening? Maybe. I mean, like you think about how dirty that house must get, like all those skin cells and footprints. And like, it's just disgusting if you don't clean it every single day. That's true. Actually, we've done
0: so much nannying. And when kids are a certain age, and there's enough of them, like the house just always smells kind of like milk a little bit, like sour. Everything's sticky. Yeah, everything's handprints.
1: Sticky and milk and like, you like. You're the glass doors, the patio doors, the windows, yeah. they just have like nose prints and like sticky little handprints on that's disgusting. Wow, you're really... I'm sorry. I'm in my like, after this, this was like the strongest birth control I could have ever taken watching this. I feel like sickened at the thought of reproducing.
0: <laughs> yeah, we're not qualified. Um, but yeah, so I guess if every room was clean, like twice a day it would probably just be... I mean, the house looked clean. So I guess... It was clean. And that's what I'm saying. You have to, they have to be on it. Right. Okay. That actually, that math does. But the make fact sense.
1: that there's a seven year old cleaning the laundry room is weird to me and a 10 oh. year old cleaning the bathroom. So I'm like, maybe they've got two kids on each room. I don't really know.
0: Yeah. Like, I want to know more about these jurisdictions. And like, also, like, yeah. at one point, Michelle showed like a far off shot of like the master schedule. And it was like, it looked like a like an ancient scroll it was like a full wall (laughs) she's like we'd be lucky if we ever got to this in one day but we try and I was like it had like a hundred line items per person I know I'm like zoom in that's what I want to know about yeah what's on the docket what do you prioritize also
1: because they're also
0: she's also homeschooling them
1: oh yeah and when they talked about rationing the showers like and how like if you're lucky like you know more of the kids wanted the nighttime shower, but only the dirtiest kids got first priority on that so like it was kind of a trick they would use is to like go outside and just like filthy themselves to like earn a shower
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah one round of kids could shower in the morning and one could shower at night because like the hot water tank is only has so much hot water but yeah even then they'd run out of hot water god stressful um yeah and then the narrator says with no internet tv and no walkmans they have plenty of quality time to have conversations
1: about god yeah (laughs) like there's not much else to chat about really yeah like (laughs) they're talking
0: about how renovations are coming along right like, they all sound like suburban dads they're like oh yeah renovations <laughs> like you know never finished like... <laughs> yeah uh, well we gotta do the roof next week it won't be easy but we can do it <laughs> yeah get a couple drinks get some lemonades and you know just get to it <laughs> yeah
1: you're being sent to do it <laughs> i am like drifting off to hell but let's <laughs> stay on task here <laughs> it's like <laughs> i would rather be dead and burning in hell than live this life well, it's funny you say that because I was just about to say this reminds me of the movie The Witch.
0: <laughs> like it's a similar vibe. Right. It's like, oh my God.
1: <laughs> That's what I'm saying. That's why. Oh my this, God. Yes, it is. It's very that. It's very sin. We need to find apples of will stuff.
0: Exactly. That's why I was so creeped out by the soundtrack because it's like dum 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 But like if you put <laughs> sepia tone kind of dark filter over it and a an ominous soundtrack you have know, a horror
1: movie oh my god it is even with the like brother sister crush thing and like things yeah, get weird
0: i know and oh. also okay by their own beliefs or whatever one or multiple get influenced by the devil and at the end of the witch sorry spoilers on this like very old movie but like at the end when like the devil comes and is like would you love to live deliciously i'm like yes like it's such a happy ending you're like yes go with black philip down into the depths of hell this looks amazing (laughs) but okay um so now where are they now this is a freaking doozy of a where are they now probably the heaviest um I want to get into Josh. I just needed like a little, I'm like almost procrastinating talking about Josh. But first, check in with Jana. Um, she's one of the older girls. She's interesting. So she lives with her parents. She doesn't have any kids. She's like in the oldest cohort. And then in 2021, she was charged with endangering the welfare of a minor.
1: Yeah, I, I looked into that. So she is actually the oldest girl. She's like well into her 30s, unmarried no prospects living on her parents' farm. Uh, I can't believe she can't find someone to take her off their hands. But anyway, she was babysitting Anna and Josh's kids and one of them wandered out the door and I think was brought home by someone else. And like the police were called and like um, everyone was okay, but she legally had to move out into a tiny home because she couldn't have the same address as, where She was living, or something, because the kids were living there, or something. I don't oh, know.
0: Oh, I see. I see. Okay, that makes sense because I was like, the parents wouldn't call the cops on her for like something happening with the kid. Clearly, yeah. Um, okay,
1: that makes sense. I think like the details were pretty sparse, but that's what I could put together. I could be wrong.
0: Okay, um, now we're going to talk about Josh. So, in 2006 the duggars were supposed to appear in six tv specials on oprah so they had done four already um and this was like very 2006 oprah show like (laughs) very on brand um i mean like pre-scandal they were about to appear in their fifth special and they got an anonymous tip about josh's misconduct the show canceled their appearance and alerted the police so yeah, that was what set things in motion. Hmm, I wonder who that anonymous tipster was. Who knows? Was the call coming from literally inside the house? I don't know. Yeah, uh, cuz yeah, how many people knew about this? I don't we don't know. Um and also, I was reading another post too that was saying that like even after this happened, like it wasn't picked up by major outlets, um the show still continued and It was like one anonymous blogger that just kept talking about it. And then it was sort of like years later that it picked up steam and was brought into mainstream media. And then the full-on investigation started. Mm. Very interesting. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But the show ran in different forms. um, Basically from 2008 until it was canceled in 2015. So this was like the first round of accusations for Josh. Um, He was accused of molesting five girls four of which were his sisters and he apologized he said i'm so sorry <laughs> okay um his dad knew at the time and he said he waited more than a year to report his indiscretions to the authorities um and he blocked them from interviewing the teen when they launched a felony investigation in 2006 like he was basically like interfering um also like Okay, this is where I don't want to mess up the details because it's like kind of complex legal stuff that have to do with statute of limitations. But basically, this was something that was known. He brought this to the authorities, but it seems like one of the authorities was kind of like his local cop friend who he got his own accusations of similar things later down the line. They like technically opened an investigation, but not much happened. Then years later, this picked up steam and they were like, no, we got to get this investigation like underway. But at that point, the statute of limitations was only three years. And so because they had technically started looking into this, the three
1: years had passed. And so it was
0: done. So they couldn't prosecute him.
1: Yeah, clearly Jim Bob was running interference to protect Josh. And I'm sure he had help from his creep buddy, whatever. But like, if I become a politician one day, one of the first things I would do is eliminate the statute of limitations. There is no fucking limitation. I don't care if you're molested when you're three and you don't tell till you're a hundred, that person should be able to be charged for that crime. Yeah. Especially when it has to do with kids and it's like any sexual abuse. Yeah. We've known all the studies say it takes years and years and years for people to come to terms with it. And feel confident enough to speak out i've heard of seven years i have never heard of a statute of limitations so low as three years that is appalling
0: yeah arkansas Uh, arkansas is like arkansas is like kids get your shit together like (laughs) yeah is seven too young to like go to the cops do you not have like your own phone like what the fuck oh my god yeah shocking no it is really shocking um but when he had not reported this yet jim bob said that he took matters into his own hands and he sent him to do quote church
1: counseling and physical labor
0: seems like they were already doing physical labor but i don't know maybe
1: that he had to like stay outdoors yeah it doesn't sound like his lifestyle changed too much cuz he was already going to church all the time and laboring all the time yeah uh, doesn't don't know doesn't matter
0: um he his he was married at the time, and his wife Anna said that she knew about these accusations two years before he was married. And she said that she believed he had changed. Um, I feel as sad for the victims as for his brainwashed wife, and we'll talk more about her later on. She's just like seems so sad and just like unable to escape like this prison, the prison of her mind. I don't know. We'll talk more about her cuz this is not the last of uh, his run-ins with the authorities. Um so nothing could be done legally, but then 2015 there was the Ashley Madison breach. Remember that? Um the leak of like the site where you
1: people trying to find a mistress um and it josh oh yeah name. every everyone's personal info kept getting leaked and everyone finding out that it was only men on there and there was like almost no women at all and it was all bots um josh's name was revealed so then he went to rehab
0: okay um whatever then again in 2015 later on danica dylan who was a porn actress um and she also worked as a sex worker um in a club Josh had paid her for sex and she, she said it was consensual. But then, after, like, she basically pressed charges against him and said, Quote, it get content warning, like, well, for basically this whole episode. But she said, It felt like this guy was trying to kill me. So she pressed charges for physical and emotional injuries. So, yeah. <sighs> and, so the show was canceled. But so they started this new show called Counting On and it was focused on Jessa and the other girl some of the girls (laughs) okay so i remember the show rebooting into this new show that didn't involve josh but i didn't realize until like research until investigating this that it was basically like jim bob and michelle trying to get back into the spotlight and like clear their name so they took like the two quote-unquote more obedient girls and it focused on quote their healing and these were two of the girls who had been molested by josh they later on like jessa said like she was not healed obviously um and it was just like their way of being like yeah like we're moving on like turning a new leaf
1: like all right um yeah um i remember in real time the time between it coming out that he had molested his sisters when he was 14 and that being something that people were coping with and being like Can someone change? Is he going to change? Are we going to try to redeem this guy? Is he going to step away? Is he going to rehab? Is he going to... Has he not done any crimes since that time when he was himself a child? And then the second wave that you're going to talk about of the child pornography coming and just being like, wow, okay, he's irredeemable.
0: Yeah. So counting on, centered around the girls technically, but it was basically the whole family except for Josh. It was canceled in 2019 after Josh Duggar was arrested in the media Um, It was said that it was for child porn. Another term that basically um, people that are involved, like that work in this field and with these causes, they're trying to change that name. So it's called child sexual abuse materials. And I think that's like more appropriate um, to like what it is. Mm -hmm. Um, So we'll just say like CP for now, like just this is what he was arrested for um at the time he had six kids that were all under the age of 11 and his wife was pregnant with their seventh child um so just a really i mean fucked up situation in any circumstances um how did this happen like they must have had like friends at the police station or i don't know what the fuck is going on but he was released on bail and as part of the conditions of his bail he was permitted to have contact with his children and it was like the stipulation was like only when his wife was around which is like why and then he also needed like an ankle monitor and could not access the internet um i'm not going to get into the details of what they found i read like a bit about the reports and it was really really disturbing and horrifying but I will just say like the special agent from Homeland Security Investigations said that what they found on his computer was in the top five of the worst of the worst that they've ever seen in their careers.
1: Yeah. And I did some like research onto like, what is the typical sentence for these kind of things? You know, how common is it? What like, what goes on? Because I've heard of people even like in my local paper it comes out, oh, so-and-so had this material on their computer and now they're in jail. The sentences are usually more like 4.5 years, which I think it should be obviously much higher. But like the fact that he got 12 years shows that it must have been so frightening and so extreme that they were like triple it. Like it's yeah, they gave like one detail that like I don't yeah, I don't
0: really want to like repeat here, but it's just like I understand like why like even a really yeah. corrupt official would like i mean there's no situation where any nature of this type of material is appropriate but like this was like he is like a in the textbook kind of guy um yeah he's dangerous he was like potentially up for 20 years in prison he got 12 years 7 months um and then after he's released he will need to have 20 years of supervised release so i guess kind of like you know probation um, Sex he, offender registry yeah, yeah, registry, obviously, and then no contact with minors, including his own children. So, yeah. And he has to pay the state of Arkansas $50,000 and he has appealed his sentence twice. So the results are still still pending because he keeps appealing it.
1: Yeah, I know there wasn't there was an article from yesterday that popped up saying a judge agrees that there might be reason to appeal. Like, he's like, yeah, the cops did make some mistakes in this investigation. I'm like, oh, my God, please, God, keep this man behind bars. Oh, my God. Like, yeah, my hope is that this isn't one of those things where it's like, oh, they didn't, like, read him his rights one time. So, like, it is exactly that kind of thing. They said that maybe he was prevented from calling his lawyer when he was being searched or something like that. Oh, my God. Okay, well, (sighs) I hope this man is, like, cursed into
0: every lifetime this and the next um yeah okay so going back to his wife anna this is why i said like i do actually feel like sorry for how like sad and brainwashed but maybe i shouldn't because she's enabling this. i don't know she's stuck by him so to this day has no plans to divorce him she even accompanied him to turn himself
1: in <laughs> she's living in a complete denial because he's a obviously not the man she knew he's a dangerous predator but also he can never have a relationship with his kids ever even when if he gets released well when they're adults if they want to contact him when they're adults if they right when they're adults but like yeah but he can't raise his kids when they're kids so what what's the marriage like she needs to find someone else to like be her partner i really hope she fucking divorces this guy but the mental gymnastics of like divorce is
0: sinful so she can't do it but like after he's proven himself to be the devil it's so outrageous yeah yeah no I know so I don't know well I guess clearly the news is still unfolding about this um okay so that is like ongoing I didn't want to end it on this note so I am gonna now end it on the note of checking in with some of the girls who have since basically rebelled from the Duggars so they've broken free um and we love to see it the first and the most rebellious is ginger ginger with a j um she first caused a scandal by wearing pants after she was married this is in 2017 this is like after josh's first accusations like we're still thinking about her like wearing pants as a married woman um but then she's written several books and done many interviews including like recently where she's just like gone in and she said like this is abuse like fear was a huge part of my childhood um she talked about how like she said that um, her family like went to play a sport called broomball and she said she felt terrified that she might be defying God's will and might be like killed in a car accident on the way home. She didn't know if God wanted her to stay home and read her Bible instead. So good for her for like exposing it and just
1: like getting out and like healing. Um and yeah and it's good that she's able to talk about like how that kind of control can give you like panic attacks obsessive thoughts like yeah. anxiety that just like creating disorder in. when she was a when she was a kid yeah she's been through a lot religious trauma and sexual trauma and like it's it's great to see that they're all all the girls seem to be doing like pretty damn well like yeah they've all got their own like except for one they've all got their own families their own new life that they can kind of start their own thing
0: yeah and even their husbands who like obviously were all like raised in this faith too like a lot of their husbands are like even speaking out against jim bob and being like yeah we have clashed and um jill duggar has started to speak out and she said basically like everything um was fine with me and my dad until she got married and started to like not live by everything that they wanted them to live by and then she's like saw a different side of him and was like implying that he like was a tyrant um, and she was one of the stars of Counting On, like, not that long ago. So I'm like, yes, Jill. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. Who I don't yeah. know how many
1: kids are, like, still under their roof, but. Yeah. Not too many. Uh, yeah, I assume. But you had said earlier that you wanted to talk about the house. Oh, God. Okay, well, one
0: thing that I'll say about the house, and this is, like, so the way that they built the layout of the house, and, like, maybe I'll post a photo of it, but, like, they basically built it so that it's like this long corridor so imagine there's like the boys are on one end then there's a long hallway then there's the parents room then you have to go through the parents room to get to the girls area and it's all like locked like at night so they fucking knew and they built it into the architecture of the house
1: right 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 this was like it's just crazy you would think like this this all happened when he was fourteen and he like never changed or like grew from that. Like got it's worse.
0: Just, it's so awful. It's yeah. Somehow worse. Like, well, I mean, I whatever. I guess I guess just as bad. part of me
1: is like like, did something happen to him? Like, how did he even like do that? You know, like at that age, but like I don't know. I maybe I shouldn't even be like trying to keep compassion for it because it doesn't matter. As an adult, he was doing horrific. Well, unspeakable things
0: you can be wondering if something happened that made him that way like without being like you're not forgiving it or anything or like trying to justify it but it's just like i'm sure like way more has gone down than we'll ever know about in this household right and so that's why like i was just i just had all this in mind when i was just watching them be like bum, 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 like oh my gosh doing chores like i don't know
1: it was just yeah there were a lot of secrets
0: yeah like I would just have this on or like it would be on at the gym I'd go to the gym TLC was always on so it'd be like this and then say yes to the dress you know so it was just like I just watched it without really thinking too much about it
1: you just can't make a fun cute show about religious cults anymore there's always some darkness lurking
0: yeah I guess that's just like one of my biggest like takeaways is like I thought we'd peel back like every category of like how fucked up the 2000s could be but like this was just one more layer. I was like, oh, I hadn't considered that that they
1: were like cults are cute and fun. Yeah, let's give them like twenty years of <laughs> airtime. I know they they really go with longevity on the on the TLC network. <laughs> I know. Not we have to do John and K plus eight at some point, but not anytime soon because
0: any actually fun show after this, this is disturbing.
1: Yeah, fair enough.
0: <sighs> well, well, that's it for now, everyone yeah we'll be back next week with a not so fucked up episode love you guys bye this podcast is produced by me emily rose hosted by the sonar network and edited by solomon kraus La. don't forget to subscribe to the podcast
1: and leave me a five-star review see you next week au revoir mes amours